Hello, welcome to the Jackal Sports Fantasy Premier League podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Sutton. And saying that I'm your host implies that someone else is here, and there is not. It's just me, so you're going to have to listen to this voice for the next however long, with maybe some intermittent ukulele thrown in between. Now today I'm going to be talking about players that I think will regress to the mean, and I think it's important to define what regression to the mean means. Regression to the mean is a phenomenon that arises if a variable, such as an FPL score, is extreme on one measurement, but closer on a subsequent measurement. So in layman's terms, what I'm talking about really is players that overperformed what was expected from them, and players that underperformed what was expected from them. Now it's probably important for me to explain a couple of terms. One of the things I'm going to be talking about is expected goals, and you've probably heard too much about expected goals if you enjoy fantasy football. But if you haven't, just a quick overlay of what they are. Expected goals is essentially measuring the quality of a shot. It takes into account uh, several variables such as the assist type, the shot angle and the distance from goal. And that kind of quantifies how good a shot is. So from one shot, we can tell the percentage of how likely that shot is to go in. I've also used something called a Poisson distribution, which is essentially giving us the likelihood of a clean sheet based on goals conceded by a team. I'm someone who believes that clean sheets aren't necessarily the best predictor of future clean sheets and that goals conceded and expected goals conceded are far better predictors of future clean sheets. So using this we can actually tell a few teams overachieved their clean sheet total and a few teams underachieved their clean sheet total. Now I'm going to talk about a couple of players that I think will regress to the mean. The first player I want to talk about is Sadio Mane. Now, I know we all love Sadio Mane. How can you not? He's just so fun and lovable. But, despite winning the Golden Boot last season, I do think he will negatively regress. Thing is, he won the Golden Boot last season, scoring 22 goals, but he overperformed his expected goals by more than any other player. He scored 22 goals with only expected goals of 16.76. That means he outscored his expected goals by 5.24, outstripping it by 31%. And over the previous four seasons, he'd only outstripped his expected goal total by 4.6%. So it does look like last season was a statistical outlier. God damn it, I can't stay statistical. And this is a statistics-based podcast. How can I not speak? There. On the flip side, though, he did uh, get himself an expected assist of 5.12, despite only getting one true assist, although he did get three FBL assists. And we could see that area of his game get an uptick. But at £11.5, I just think he's too expensive for a player that might struggle to get 200 points, especially if Liverpool have a downturn in general. Other players that I think it's worth mentioning that outperform their expected goals, although most of these have a history of outperforming their expected goals, are Iosi Perez from Newcastle, who outperformed his expected goals by 3.7. Wilfred Zaha, who may or may not be at Crystal Palace next season, outperformed his expected goals by 3.5. Felipe Anderson, who's a really good case study in why expected goals matter, outperformed his expected goals hugely at the start of the season. A lot of people said he wouldn't keep this up and he would regress, and lo and behold, he did. But over the course of the season, he outperformed his expected goals by 3.47. Son Heung-min outscored his expected goals by 3.64, although you kind of expect this because he's obviously a fantastic player who can shoot very powerfully from both feet. And James Ward-Prowse, who outscored his expected goals by 3.6, only posting expected goals of 3.4, so he actually outstripped his expected goals by over 100%, scoring more than double his expected goals. So that is something I would definitely expect to regress. 
Jordan Pickford is another player I want to talk about. He got 161 points last season, making him third amongst goalkeepers, only behind Edison and Allison. Now, one of the reasons I think he will regress is he had three penalty saves last season, when there was only 16 penalty saves in total. So that means he made up 19% of all the penalty saves, despite being only 5% of the position. Now, a lot of people say that Jordan Pickford is obviously great at penalty saves, and we've seen his World Cup exploits at this position. But I don't think the sample size is there to say anything definitive. I think it's true that he might be great at penalty saves, which might give him an extra boost, but we don't know that for sure. And penalty saves are probably one of the least predictable things in FPL. Another reason I think he might regress is Everton had 14 clean sheets last season, but doing a Poisson distribution, we can see they probably should have had closer to 11 clean sheets. One of the other things I don't like about Jordan Pickford is he ranks 19th out of 23 in baseline BPS last season, which meant that he was closer to 6.8 points per clean sheet. Now, this isn't very good in comparison with other keepers, especially considering Matt Ryan got over 9 points a clean sheet, Fabianski, Hart, Gunn, Etheridge and Rico were all over 8 points per clean sheet, and Heaton, De Gea, Guayata and Hennessy were all over 7.5 points per clean sheet. So despite Everton's very juicy opening fixtures, I don't really like Jordan Pickford as an option for this season, especially considering his new price point of £5.5, and I think he will regress into being quite a middle-of-the-road goalkeeper next season, who I think will be outshone by other cheaper goalkeepers. On the other side of the equation, I want to talk about three keepers that I think will have positive regression this season. Those are Bernd Leno, David De Gea and Lucas Fabianski. All three were on teams that got about two less clean sheets than expected from doing a pass on distribution. So I think we could expect an uptick in that department if the teams remain the same and it's quite possible all three get better defensively next season. Fabianski also led the league in baseline BPS last season, with Leno being 6th and De Gea being 10th, which were actually very good for top 6 teams, especially when you consider that Edison was ranked dead last in baseline BPS of goalkeepers in my sample. And what that means is Fabianski got 8.3 points per clean sheet last season, De Gea 7.7 and Leno 6.8. And although Leno 6.8 isn't particularly high, we would expect that to go up considering that baseline BPS does correlate with points per clean sheet. And when you factor in that the only one with a penalty save last season was Fabianski, it's quite possible that they could go up in that department as well. Even registering just one penalty save over the course of the season could give you about an extra eight points. So I think De Gea really could have quite a positive bounce back season. I think Lano priced at £5.0 is an incredibly enticing option. And remembering that Fabianski actually made more saves than any other goalkeeper last season. If that keeps up and he keeps his very good save rate at baseline BPS, I think there's a good chance that he could end up the leading goalkeeper next season. One guy I want to talk about who actually had a very good season last year, but I still think could get some positive regression, is Matt Doherty. Now, Wolves were the team that actually underachieved their clean sheet total more than any other team in the league, even more so than West Ham, Manchester United and Arsenal. They were predicted to get 11.3 clean sheets and only got 9. But what's more interesting is they also conceded 3.31 goals 
more than expected. So if we go off that number and using a Poisson distribution, we'd have actually expected them to get 12.4 clean sheets. So there's definitely room to grow in the clean sheet department. Now, I don't know if this is because Rui Patricio is actually a below average keeper. They conceded a few weird goals or it's just natural volatility. Who knows? But now with a year of solid Premier League football under their belts, you have to think their clean sheet numbers can only go up. He also underachieved his expected goals by 1.36, only scoring four goals in the Premier League. But he ended up scoring another four goals in the FA Cup last season. Admittedly, three were against Shrewsbury, but they do all count. And what's probably overlooked is he actually scored five of those goals with his head. That doesn't mean he doesn't shoot with his feet, though. He actually had 29 shots with his feet compared to only 17 with his head. And it's with his feet is where he underachieved. Now in a team that could definitely take another step up next season, if he matches his expected goals, he could be a phenomenal fantasy asset, especially when you remember defenders get 6 points per goal. At £6.0, I don't think he's an absolute bargain anymore, and when you look at Wolves opening fixtures, he's not someone I'd have in my team at the start of the season. But when week 9 rolls around, if he's had a little bit of a price drop by then, I think he could be a very enticing option, and I do expect him to outscore what he did last season. Now I'm going to talk about a team that actually did quite well last season, but they did have a few players that underperformed who I think could positively regress. And that team is Manchester City. Now it's going to seem insane that a team that got 98 points in the league last season could have players that do even better. The only Manchester City player that actually overperforms noticeably was Leroy Sane, who got about three more goals than expected. There's a hell of a lot that actually did underperform. And probably the most startling one is Gabriel Jesus, who got 5.62 less goals than expected, which is madness. It was 45% less than he was expected to get. What's crazy to me is he actually had a whopping 1.14 expected goals per 90. So he's clearly getting himself in good positions and just not finishing. Now that's not something I expect to stay true his whole career. He has had some struggles finishing in the Premier League. And in terms of non-penalty goals, he has underachieved by about 6%. But he's going to be a bit like Aubameyang in that respect. Aubameyang is not an incredible finisher. Probably actually underachieving his expected goals throughout his career. But he just gets himself into such phenomenal positions. It doesn't matter. And he keeps scoring. I think most of us would expect Sergio Aguero to remain the starter there. But if there is a passing of the torch, Gabriel Jesus at £9.5 could be an incredibly intriguing option. And one more thing about him is in full appearances last season, so in appearances where they got over 60 minutes, Gabriel Jesus actually led the league in points per game amongst forwards. I also want to mention Bernardo Silva and David Silva who both underachieved their expected goals and their expected assists. David Silva actually underachieved his expected goals and expected assists by over two goals, which in theory is probably about 20 points if you include bonus points as well. Now, I know some people are going to question his minutes going into next season because of his age, but I think he could get a lot of minutes next season being the club captain and it being his swan song at Manchester City. It's also important to remember he's £7.5, the same price as Ryan Fraser, but he actually outscored Ryan Fraser in points per full appearance. It's also important to remember that Ryan Fraser did actually outstrip his expected goals by a fair bit. And speaking of Ryan Fraser, there's only one guy who really outdid him in expected assists per 90, and that's Kevin De Bruyne. 
he posted an expected assist per 90 of 0.62, which is incredible. But what's remarkable is he only got two true assists for an expected assist of 6.65. That's a crazy difference, probably mainly down to Gabriel Jesus' pure finishing. Now, I don't really love KDB as an option, especially compared to the Silvers when you factor in their price difference. But it's hard to imagine Kev not having an uptick in FPL points next season. And I want to make one final point, and that is that regression to the mean doesn't mean things necessarily overcorrect. That's not quite how probability works. You know, if I roll a dice and I roll uh, five ones in a row, that doesn't mean I'm suddenly going to start rolling higher numbers of the dice because the probability doesn't change. It also doesn't mean that players can overachieve again. It doesn't mean players can't underachieve again. All we're trying to do is play the probability, and that means we don't know anything for sure. We're just trying to give ourselves incremental advantages over other players that makes us slightly better. So thanks for listening. Um, Hopefully I'm going to do more of these, uh, but this is my first one. As you can tell, it's probably slightly crap. Uh, But hopefully you found it interesting. (laughs) I'm just trying to get to grips with, you know, speaking into a microphone whilst not sounding like a monotone piece of crap, which I realised saying that sentence, I almost certainly did sound like a monotone piece of crap. But hopefully I can start making uh, other podcasts like this. I don't necessarily want to do the same thing as other fantasy Premier League podcasts. I'm going to try and talk about some evergreen concepts and try and get it be statistical, of course. Um, but I've got a few ideas for things I want to do in the preseason, such as uh, I want to talk about the dreaded eye test. I, I wrote an article last year, sort of annoyingly four weeks into the season, when I should have written it at the start of the season, about the hidden costs of FPL. So I'll try and turn that into a podcast and maybe a few other d- ideas. Hopefully I've got time to get them out before the season starts. And then when the season starts, who knows, I might try and do a, a weekly sort of five, ten minute thing um, that can annoy you for that amount of time probably not the best way of selling this podcast but oh well i've said it now so thank you very much i've been benjamin sutton this has been the jackal sports fantasy premier league podcast and hopefully i'll see you soon